Thank you for calling GayWire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hi, and thank you for choosing option 3. I'm your host, Artemis Peasley, and my pronouns are she, her. You're listening to CGSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, and this week we're talking about Bill C-6, a bill to ban conversion therapy in Canada at a federal level. For those unaware, I will share the definition of conversion therapy from The Trevor Project. Conversion therapy refers to any of several dangerous and discredited practices aimed at changing an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity. For example, that could mean attempting to change someone's sexual orientation from lesbian, gay, or bisexual to straight, or their gender identity from transgender or non-binary to cisgender, and it could include efforts to change a person's gender expression to make a person act more stereotypically masculine or feminine, for example, or to reduce or eliminate sexual or romantic attraction to feelings towards a person of the same gender. So in short, conversion therapy is a discredited and shamed upon practice performed by therapists, life coaches, unlicensed ministries, and such, and is usually done through means of faith. For this episode, we're going to do a whole lot of Artemis content again. I'm talking Artemis interview, Artemis hosting, Artemis queer chase, Artemis! So without further ado, let's start with the interview. Now let me tell you folks, this one is pretty dang special. A real treat. I got to interview Member of Parliament for Edmonton Strathcona, Heather McPherson. She and I discussed Bill C-6, which, as I said earlier, was a bill to ban conversion therapy in Canada at a federal level. Now, it was a bit awkward with the timing, what with the election just called. Just know that we did this interview before any official statements to call the election were made. And also know that GayWire does not sponsor or support any one politician, and this is by no means an attempt to coerce you into voting for Heather McPherson in the upcoming election. It is just that she was simply the only MP out of all of the MPs who I reached out to, i.e. all of the MPs in Edmonton, that got back to me. And so, without further ado, here's the interview I did with Heather McPherson, MP for Edmonton Strathcona, about Bill C-6, a bill to ban conversion therapy. So I'm the member of parliament for Edmonton Strathcona, which is, uh, contains the University of Alberta, of course, and pretty much manages all of from White Mud to the river in, in Edmonton, sort of southeast Edmonton. And you're uh, from Edmonton, right? I sure am. Yeah, I'm actually an alumni from the University of Alberta. Uh, how does it feel uh, representing your hometown in the, you know, uh, federal building? Well, I mean, I think people should really only 
run to represent constituencies that they live in, that they understand, that they have a bit of a history in so that you can, you know, represent your constituents best. I think one of the things that, you know, our our job is to go to Ottawa and represent our constituents. And if we don't live with those constituents, if we don't understand the reality of, of the constituency, I don't really understand how you could possibly do a very good job doing that. Uh, how's it feel being the only NDP MP in Alberta? Well, you know, it's it, we've now been been at this for almost two years. And before I was elected, Linda Duncan, of course, was the only NDP uh, member of parliament in Alberta. It changes things a little bit. It makes my job feel um, there are days that are quite weighty. And, and the reason I say that is because we know that a large proportion of Albertans voted for uh, somebody to represent them that was a progressive, somebody that would be fighting for them to protect you know, our healthcare system, our education system, um, our climate. And despite the fact that the you know this this large number of Albertans did vote that way. They only did get one representative. So so I feel an obligation to make sure that I'm speaking on behalf of of all Albertans in the House of Commons that wanted a progressive um, representative and and didn't get that because our electoral system is flawed. So could you explain to our audience what Bill C6 is and what it seeks to accomplish? In really broad strokes, you know, Bill C6 is supposed to be a ban on conversion therapy. There are many communities across Canada that have already banned conversion therapy. This was this was something that was supposed to ban conversion therapy uh, at the federal level. Um, so that was broad strokes what Bill C6 did. So, so it is banning the practice of conversion therapy. And, and of course, conversion therapy is, is an attempt to basically to tell people that identify as, as, um, so, as sexual orientation, as a different sexual orientation, that, it, that they are wrong, that there is something wrong with them that needs to be fixed, that needs to be healed. The, the entire basis of conversion therapy is based on the idea that there is something wrong with the individual. Uh, of course, that is, that is something that I staunchly do not uh, subscribe to, staunchly do not believe. And so any version of conversion therapy is abhorrent in my mind. In fact, for me, I was, I was quite shocked as a new parliamentarian that this is something that we had to spend so much time debating within the House of Commons. It felt like something that should have been very, very easy legislation to pass. You know, we know the vast majority of Canadians do not believe that that we should be allowing things like conversion therapy to happen. And the fact that the government allowed the Conservative members of Parliament, I mean, I'm sorry to be partisan, but it was the Conservative members of Parliament to continually get up and and speak to this bill when they when they could have shut down the debate i think is problematic i think this this is legislation that is long overdue and in fact i don't think bill c6 even is strong enough or as strong as it could be what would you do instead of uh bill c6 like what changes would you make to it or what would you do differently well, I mean, listen, it wouldn't be instead of Bill C6. I think C6 is important. I think banning conversion therapy in all its forms is is important. Um, we tried to put forward, we have a, an excellent critic within the NDP, Randall Garrison. We tried to put forward, you know, ad- amendments, changes to the legislation that would close loopholes uh, within the legislation that we that we saw that people may take advantage of realistically, there just needs to be, I mean, we need to have that piece of legislation that, that bans something as abhorrent, as disgusting as conversion therapy. And I, and I will say as well that it is not 
the full solution here. That is not that is not all the things that need to be done at the federal level in this country uh, to protect the rights of SOGI individuals. That is not enough, but it is an important step, and it does need to be taken. I I agree. And uh, what are your what are your opinions on the uh, some of the loopholes that uh, well. Again, don't mean to be partisan, but conservative politicians have been uh, trying to exploit. I know one that I've heard a lot is that they fear that this will endanger uh, conversations between parents and their children about this topic and make it an offense. Yeah, and and it absolutely will not. I mean, anyone who has read the legislation knows that that is inaccurate. That is a a hundred percent a misinformation. I won't say it's a lie, but that is total misinformation. Um, They are trying to find ways to push back on this this legislation simply because it does not match their ideology, Mm -hmm. full stop. It has nothing to do with... um, you know, at no point can the federal government put legislation in place that would that would criminalize a conversation between children and their parents. That's a, that's against our charter of rights and freedoms. It's it's impossible to do that legislation. So to say that this legislation does that is is not just um, wrong. I think it, you know it is spreading misinformation in a way that is dangerous, that is harmful, and and frankly, there are people in this country who had to listen to their political representatives basically say that there's something wrong with them for the last year and imagine what that must what that must feel like and it for me i just i find it i find it really disappointing that the members that chose to vote against this bill the members that chose to um speak out against this bill didn't take into consideration what the impacts of of their words would be on on members of the soji community What's your uh, thoughts on the uh, party leader, Aaron O'Toole, allowing a free vote on his party uh, for this um, bill? I mean, it shows it shows a remarkable amount of of weakness. Clearly, he did not think that he had the ability to direct his caucus or to work with his caucus to vote on mass with this. We're looking at a cons- I mean, I, I hate to be partisan again, but we are looking at a conservative party where a huge number of representatives, many of them from Edmonton and area, voted against this bill. The fact that this is something that is embedded within the Conservative Party is something I think that Mr. O'Toole is going to have to deal with. There is a portion of the Conservative Party that is very backwards looking, whether it be in things like conversion therapy and SOGI rights, whether it be on, you know, a whole range of issues that I'm, I'm seeing them, you know, whether it be on things as simple as whether or not climate change is real. Uh, you know, whether supports for women for pay equity and childcare should be in place. These are, these are not wildly progressive topics anymore. These are very mainstream and the Conservative Party has not come to a place where they can accept that, I think. Uh, I think it shows weakness on the, on the part of Mr. O'Toole. I, I think it hurts um, his party. I think when you have people like Carrie Diot and Garnet Genius voting against Bill C-6, it hurts the chances for the Conservative Party in a huge proportion of this country. And I would just point out that there is a very progressive, two-spirited man running in Edmonton Griesbach against Carrie Diot. So if, if there is a way to really hold Mr. Diot accountable for his decisions on his vote on C6, it would be to elect a representative that would not vote the same way on that legislation. What would you say the uh, state of 
LGBTQ plus rights in Canada are as of right now? Well, there's lots of work to be done. The conversation around beast, um, about around C-sex is, is indicative of, of how there is still lots of work to be done. You know, we still have a, a blood ban in, in Canada. Um, we have a government who has said time and time again that they would fix that and they have not done that. Um, you know, these are things that could be done that are within the power of a government that uh, prior to 2019 had a majority government had the ability to make decisions. Even after 2019, when they were a minority government, uh, the NDP have always been supportive of fixing the legislation, making sure that, that we are putting things in place that are supporting SOGI individuals and, and um, gay rights in Canada. They just haven't done the work that needed to get done, frankly. Even the Conservatives have been calling for the blood ban to end. This is, it's absolutely goes against science, it goes against facts, it goes against a whole bunch of different things things. We already have work to be doing um, in terms of immigration and making sure that we are protecting the rights of uh, SOGI individuals around the world. You know, we know that there is discrimination, that there is um, hatred, that there is, you know, incredible violence perpetrated on people around the world. And so we should be opening up our immigration processes and, and allowing more of those those individuals to come to Canada as refugees and to be able to access that refugee status because they are unsafe in their own country. And Canada as a progressive country should be promoting that safety. Um, we should be putting things in place that ensure that people's, their employment laws, uh, making sure that, that there is no discrimination in other frames that we see that we see happening in Canada. I think there's a lot of work that we could be doing. Incorporating things into our curriculum, which I know is not federal, and I, and I know in Alberta, I mean, we could have a whole, a whole nother conversation about curriculum, but just looking at the ways that we can also be be including including Soji rights there, I think is important. And what would you say the NDP's uh, relationship with the LGBTQ plus relationship is? Well, I mean, whether it be the NDP federally under under Jagmeet Singh with with our Soji critic uh, Randall Garrison, whether it be the provincial NDP under Rachel Notley and um, representatives like Janice Irwin. I think the the community understands that that the NDP is is fully on on their side and will continue to push the government further. Will continue to push both provincially and federally to make sure the rights are protected and and expanded and that we are doing what needs to be done to make the work happen. What we saw over the last year is that that the Liberal government was not at the federal level. The Liberal government was not good at actually, like I said, doing the work that they needed to do. But we could get them to get there by by using our our power in a minority government. So so my hope is, frankly, that if there is an election this fall, that there is another minority government, and we can continue to leverage um, the the NDP support by making sure that we get things that we get wins for Canadians, that we get wins for Canadians, that that we can move these laws forward, that we can actually get the government to do the work that needs to get done. Uh, and the provincial government is a whole nother ballgame. That is a whole different level. Um, and frankly, seeing and hearing what we've heard from the, our provincial government right now, my, my thought is that, that really um, replacing the government is the only way to get uh, this government to recognize the rights of our SOGI, of our SOGI Albertans. Do you think that this bill is a way of playing petty politics, like uh, trying to make this into an election issue, as uh, some uh, conservatives are saying? 
Are you talking, you're talking about Bill C-6 still? Yes, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's good legislation that's long overdue. What I would say is that the Liberal government, I mean, now that I'm, I'm in Parliament, I recognize, I'm the Deputy House Leader, I recognize some of the ways that, that parliamentary bills go through the parliamentary process. The Liberals had every opportunity to stop debate on this bill. The, no bill has received as much opportunity for debate as C6. Um, and the fact that, that so much room was given for for the conservatives to spout certain conservatives and certain independent members i would say as well to spout their vitriol and their hatred and their and their small mindedness the fact that so much time was given that piece i could see as as a, has been a political decision you know the fact that c6 was not voted on until the dying days of this parliamentary session means that it wasn't a priority for the government to actually get it passed uh, it it means that it was very very easy for conservative senators to hold up the bill in the Senate. If they really, really wanted to pass that legislation, they could have they could have um, ended debate well sooner. They could have brought the bill forward well sooner. They could have gotten it through committee much faster. There's a lot of tools they could have used to get that bill through. So the fact that the, the bill itself was brought forward absolutely important legislation, should have been done a long time ago, should have been done um, in a more thorough way, should have been handled better. But it is not political. This bill is not political. However, the process to get it through, that was political. You know, allowing people like um, Carrie Diot and Garnet Jennings to get up time and time again to speak about this bill, that was political. Yeah, no, this definitely, I I do not agree with the um, politicization of this human rights issue. I think that is definitely uh, wrong and mm -hmm. backwards. How do you feel about some conservatives trying to turn this, uh, you know, human rights issue into an opportunity to bash the liberal government? Well, I mean, politics is politics, right? So, so I kind of feel like that's really the, the conservatives, and you know, that's their MO. Bashing the government is what they do. They don't seem terribly propositional. And this is certainly not the only example where we've seen that happen. But you're right when you talk about this being a human rights issue, when you are using human, a human right, a fundamental human right that every, every Canadian should be entitled to, and you're using that to score political points. That's disappointing. And like I said earlier, there are political points being scored by the Liberals and the Conservatives on this. So I think, you know, I sit on the International Human Rights Subcommittee. And I would say that human rights are meant to trump, trump's a bad word now, are meant to s supersede all things that, that are partisan. You know, that, that human rights are the thing that we should all be able to agree on. We have a charter, we have, um, you know, the Declaration on Human Rights. And so seeing it used as a political football is, of course, disappointing. And like I mentioned earlier as well, the impacts on the community are the problem. The impacts on young people are, are in fact, what is most heartbreaking about all of this. However, I will say it will be a big priority to make sure that this legislation is brought back as soon as possible. The NDP will be pushing very hard to make sure that this legislation is brought back as soon as possible and that it is not left till the dying days of any parliamentary session. In the event that we do have another minority government, the NDP will be pushing to make sure it is as strong as it possibly can be. How do you feel about the Senate pushing this uh, bill off till after their summer break? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't, um, 
I don't have an inside track on, on what's happening within the Senate. I do know that the minute an election is called that, that unpassed legislation um, can't go forward and, and, and the likelihood of that happening is now become quite, quite likely. We don't know, of course, I don't think there needs to be an election in, in Canada right now. We still have two years left in our, in our mandate before the set election date is supposed to be. Uh, but we also, I think probably you've heard as well as, as my team and I, that it is likely that the Prime Minister will, will ask for a new mandate from the Governor General in just a couple of weeks. So it is potential that we are going to the polls before C6 will be passed and we will be, we'll be revisiting this and pushing the Liberal government to move faster and to move more decisively in the next Parliament, if that is the case. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear this cause that because this is a a very important bill and I feel that the the urgency of uh, you know life and death is not really being felt within the House of Commons and within the Senate. Well, and you know it's heartbreaking for me because I have had so many people reach out to me on social media, reach out to me at my office, phone calls through emails. You know, this it was so people were were so needed to see this bill passed, and then for it not to go through is just really heartbreaking. And you know, I have to say too that as much as I'm really proud to be part of the NDP and to be proud of the work that Randall and and the rest of our team has done on this, you, you, we all have to acknowledge that it is the activists, it is it is the folks that have been spending years to try to move this legislation forward. It is not the politicians that ultimately have made this happen. It is the folks that have been behind the scenes pushing for this for for years and years that have done all the heavy lifting on this. You know, for me to know for that they are having to redo this all again is is again another thing but I want to acknowledge that people that made this happen are are incredible and I know they have all they need to make it happen again yeah no activism is is so so very important and I wish that more people within our government uh, shared their enthusiasm and uh, vigor towards these issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have anything to say to our audience who, you know, I haven't taken a poll or anything, but who I assume the majority of which are in the LGBTQ community and probably feel very strongly about this bill. Uh, Do you have anything that you would like to say to them about this? I think there's two things that I would, I would say, first of all, I would say that we will continue to push. We will continue to do everything in our power to make sure that that conversion therapy is finally banned at the federal level. You know, we have seen it be banned at municipal levels. We've seen it be banned at provincial levels. We will see it banned at the federal level. And that is is something that we will not stop fighting until we achieve. But, you know, we are looking at an election. And I think that every voter should understand what it means when you vote for somebody who is a social conservative, when you vote for somebody who doesn't believe in human rights, that doesn't believe in the rights of SOGI individuals. This is a democracy. Every single person who votes in the next federal election will have a say on how this goes. I would encourage all of the listeners to your show to talk to their neighbors, talk to their friends, talk to their family, so that there is an understanding of what happens when we elect 
conservative members in Alberta time and time again, who don't protect the rights of, of citizens in Alberta, who don't protect the rights of people in our community who are vulnerable. And the, the result of that, what that the implications are, because we can change it. <laughs> you know, in Edmonton, Strathcona, we often elect progressives, but there is the possibility to elect progressives in other parts of this province. Are there any candidates that you know personally uh, within Edmonton who you know would support our listeners? They're all the NDP candidates are vetted and they all have to, uh, uh, you know, be supportive of our platform. And so all of the NDP candidates, I can guarantee. Um, I will say, though, that when you are looking at the conservative candidates who were not supportive of Bill C-6, uh, the three that come to mind in the Edmonton region right off the bat are Carrie Diot. And like I was saying earlier in the interview, Blake um, Desjardins is is an excellent candidate and he is a two-spirited um, young man, Métis man, incredible spokesperson. He would be an incredible fighter for the people of Edmonton Griesbaugh. Uh, Edmonton Sherwood Park or Sherwood Park Fort Saskatchewan, I guess. Uh, Garnet Jenny has voted against Bill C-6 and there, there is an excellent candidate, Aiden, Aiden Throat, who is in that riding, who would be awesome and would be fighting for people in that community. Um, and then in St. Albert, of course, we've got Michael Coon who voted against it as well. You know, St. Albert is an interesting one because St. Albert as a, as a community has banned it, but, but their representative that they elect has not. And I, I just find that really disappointing. But people should be aware that these, these members of parliament voted against the rights of SOGI individuals. They voted to continue to have conversion therapy in our country. And, and they should be held to account. They should have to pay for that at the ballot box. Yeah, I'm I'm from St. Albert and quite frankly I do not understand how Michael Cooper continues to be voted in. Well, again, I think it's a thing where you speak to your speak to your family, speak to your friends because I think that first of all, I think Albertans are better represented when we have when we have people fighting for us at all tables. Um, you know, I think it's a good thing when there are people representing different parties in in Alberta. But I also think, frankly, Albertans are taken for granted in our political system. The, the expectation is that we will send a bunch of the blue guys to Ottawa and. The blue guys don't try that hard anymore. They don't have to. Something just to keep in mind as well. Do you think that Bill C-6 is a step forward for LGBTQ rights in Canada? It is a step forward for um, for human rights. It is a step forward for SOGI rights. It is a step forward for individual rights. It is not the only step that needs to be taken. It is a piece of a bigger picture of what needs to be achieved in this country. But it is an important step. And I think that it is it is something that needs to be done. Do you have any other ideas of what steps we could take to uh, make a step forward in LGBTQ rights in Canada? Well, I mean, there's there's several things that need to that need to be done. I talked about the blood ban and 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 ending the blood ban. So so that's one piece. Um, we talked about support for for refugees that that are coming to Canada because they are being discriminated or persecuted in their own country. Um, we've we've talked about making sure that there are labor laws and that there are laws in place that will protect the rights of SOGI individuals. Uh, the the conversion ban, the ban on conversion therapy, of course, is important an important step. Uh, but the other thing too, and this does not just deal with with Sochi human rights. It deals with a whole range of human rights issues, a whole range of racial, religious, and and all kinds of different groups. But 
but I think we need to look at our online um, hate legislation. We need to be looking at what that looks like and how how the online space has become a place where people are are able to engage in really hateful rhetoric and they're able to to bring other people on board. It's very very um, it's very dangerous. Uh, thank you so much for coming in today. This was a lovely interview. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Well, and I'd love to come in and, and like, it'd be great to have an interview in person, but maybe one day. Maybe one day. That was me speaking with MP Heather McPherson about Bill C-6 or the Bill to Ban Conversion Therapy. Now, due to the circumstance with the election and the Senate summer break, Bill C-6 is still on the rocks. So I reached out to Heather via her lovely secretary, Gail, who did a lovely job helping to organize the interview. So Heather said this about the delay in putting this bill through. With the election call, Bill C-6, an act to amend the criminal code, will die on the order paper. This means that the bill will have to be reintroduced in the new parliament following the election. I am extremely frustrated and angry about this for two reasons. One, this is an unnecessary election. The minority parliament was working for Canadians, and there was no need to call this election now, less than two years after the previous election. Two, the Liberals have been playing politics with the conversion therapy ban legislation. They had all the votes they needed with NDP support to quickly pass the conversion therapy ban. Instead, they decided to sit on the bill and give conservatives like Garnett Jean-Louis, the MP for Sherwood Park in Fort Saskatchewan, every opportunity to speak against it as they knew this would benefit them politically. If they really cared about kids and the Soji community, the Liberals would have passed this bill when they had the chance. Instead, they opted to bring it forward the day before the House was scheduled to adjourn, knowing that they were going to call an election and knowing that the bill would die. This was a conscious and cynical decision to sacrifice this legislation in order to gain votes. So that was Heather McPherson speaking about the election and its relationship to Bill C-6. Make of this what you will. I, for one, think that the federal government doesn't quite understand the scope of what we're dealing with and the lives they have in their hands. And frankly, I am disappointed. Now, there is no easy or simple way I can transition from this extremely serious topic to the rest of our show. Believe you me, I care very much about this topic, and I am still very rattled about it. If you want the federal government to uh, amend the wrongs that they have committed, then speak out against them, email, call your local politician, get your voice out there. That's what I did. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. We acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries, including, but not limited to, the Cree, Salto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. 
We recognize that colonialism is an ongoing and active violence, and encourage you to reflect on your own relationship to colonialism, and what accountability and growth look like for you and your communities. Give what you can, and learn even more. Thank you to our guest, Heather McPherson, the MP for Edmonton Strathcona, for speaking to me about conversion therapy and Bill C-6. Today's show was produced by myself, Artemis Peasley, Shana Giles, Joe Victor Krieger, Asha Linda, and Terrence Adams. Follow Gaywire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook and Twitter at Gaywire and on Instagram and TikTok at GaywireCJSR. Let us know what you think of the show. Hit up the DM sometime. Or, if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com. And you never know, you might just get to be part of the show. Our artwork is done by Travis Erickson. Our original music is done by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next time, keep it jeezy.